sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joint and marrow, and the designer of thought and intent of the heart. When the Holy Spirit breathed on the world, it becomes a weapon of deliverance and salvation, setting men free from every kind of bondage and oppression of the devil. Be blessed as God's servant, Samuel Akendamsi, brings to you this word of God with clarity, authority, and power. Hallelujah. Praise God. You're welcome to today's part, the second part of the series on spiritual gifts. So today we are going to be talking about the spiritual gifts. Uh, like last time on this broadcast, we talked about uh, the importance of these spiritual gifts. We talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We talked about uh, baptism of uh, of the Holy Spirit and what it is. Uh, we mentioned some wrong beliefs about the spiritual gift, and we also talked about why a believer must operate in the spiritual gift. So the last time we mentioned the importance of operating in the spiritual gift, we talked about the fact that it is Christ's command and that it is effective it is good for effective evangelism and also that in the world we are in today it is practically impossible to live a good life without this uh, manifestation of the holy spirit so today we will be going into the gifts the gifts so last time i told us that the spiritual gift is divided into three we have the vocal gift you have the power gift and the world with revelation gift and i said that the vocal gift is a prophecy we have the gift of prophecy the gift of diverse kind of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues and that's where we are going to start today so when i talk about the vocal gifts they are called vocal gifts because they manifest by speaking you have to speak them uh, you use them through your spoken word so the first one we are going to talk about is the gift of prophecy. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, verse 10, the Bible mentioned prophecy as one of the gifts of the Spirit. Now, we need to understand that this prophecy did not start in the New Testament. It started in the Old Testament. So because we can see a lot of uh, manifestation of this gift in the life of the Old Testament people uh, like Elijah, Elisha, Moses, Joshua all of them were prophets of the Most High God Isaiah, Ezekiel so they actually prophesied so the gift of prophecy started its operation from the Old Testament so we are going to be looking at this gift of prophecy, prophecy. so the gift of prophecy is a speaking gift so you don't receive a prophecy and keep quiet. So when the gift of prophecy come to manifestation through a believer, the believer speaks. Because prophecy is speaking out the mind of God concerning a particular situation. Alright? So 
the the gift of the spirit this prophetic gift operates by the spoken word so now we need to know that diverse kind of tongues plus interpretation of tongues equal prophecy when somebody speaks in tongues and another person interprets the tongue or himself interpret the tongue the interpretation is actually uh, a gift of prophecy in operation because when you pray in tongues and you interpret you are prophesying right so the gift of prophecy sometimes operates through tongues and interpretation of tongues so we are still going to talk about this in depth as you're going to talk about the tongues and the interpretation of tongues we are still going to mention it very very in depth all right just stay tuned and follow the lower person anymore jesus so when you speak in tongues and interpret and prophesy now every believer can prophesy you have to know that every believer can prophesy so this gift of prophecy is for the edification of the church of our lord jesus christ according to first corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 to 5 the gift of prophecy is for the edification of the church so through the gift of prophecy we don't condemn or judge but rather we edify we exhort and we comfort all right so we the believer and the church of god is edified exalted and comforted through the gift of prophecy so the gift of prophecy does not condemn it does not judge now this gift of prophecy is most powerful of all the vulgar gifts because of its potency when you manifest in the gift of prophecy it is god speaking directly through you so prophecy in the old testament and prophecy in the new testament are almost the same but they don't look alike they are almost the same they they resemble each other because in in both testaments there is foretelling and foretelling foretelling is when you predict an event when you predict something that will happen in the future that's foretelling where are foretelling is speaking something forth you declare something to happen right so that is by the gift of prophecy we can predict future events and also create events in the future you can cause things to happen through the gift of prophecy right so you can cause things to happen by simply making pronouncements through this gift of prophecy so this is also what we call creative prophecy you create things we just make things happen so prophecy is for exhortation comfort and edification nothing else that is simple gift of prophecy now you need to understand that the gift of prophecy is not the same as the office of a prophet so someone who prophesies is not equal to someone who is operating in the office of a prophet because somebody who prophesies once might not prophesy again in his life but a prophet is the person that sits in that city they sit in the seat of the prophetic they operate permanently from that realm all right so that someone prophesying now does not make them a prophet that's why i tell people from time to time you don't become a prophet by training you become a prophet by calling 
if God did not call you to the ministry of a prophet, that does not mean you can't operate in the gift of prophecy. But you cannot sit in the office of a prophet. So, as the gift of prophecy is unto exhortation, comfort, and edification, the office of a prophet is far more than that. A prophet can make decrees and proclaim judgment, but the simple gift of prophecy does not go that length. So, when you are operating in the simple gift of prophecy, you don't judge, you don't decree, you only declare the mind of God, and it's always exhortation, comfort, and edification. But the office of a prophet is deeper than that. In the office of a prophet, you can judge, you can declare judgment, you can decree and it will happen. You can speak things by yourself and you can cause things to happen. It is called creative prophecy. You can create things and make them happen. You can declare that in the next 10 minutes there is going to be a thunder and there will be a thunder. In the office of a prophet, you can declare that in the next 5 minutes something is going to happen and it will happen. But when somebody is operating under the influence of the gift of prophecy, that cannot happen. That is why we have a lot of problems today. Some people, because they operate in the gift of prophecy, they now believe that they are prophets. And it's not like that. So, and when you are operating in the gift that God has not called you to operate in, you land yourself in trouble. So, the gift of prophecy comes only by inspiration of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God just came, you just come, on the person and the person will begin to give the prophecy right so any prophecy that does not edify comfort and exhort is not from God when somebody is giving prophecy under the influence of the Holy Ghost he does not call Jesus a cost all right so uh, there are some people when they give prophecy they you, you will know that these ones are speaking from the flesh because when you are giving prophecy you don't judge you don't judge so when you see anybody giving prophecy and they are making judgments under the spirit of prophecy that is not the spirit of god speaking through them right so uh, it is it is very important that we know these things and that is the important when, when you when you have the gift of prophecy god begins to speak through you to nations god can speak through you to a body or, or an organization god can speak through you to a, a church god can speak through you to an individual but that does not make you a prophet hallelujah so the next point the next one we are going to look at concerning in this area is the gift of the diverse kind of tongues it is also mentioned in that first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10 so the gift of the diverse kind of tongue is a supernatural utterance by the Holy Spirit in languages that the speaker never learned nor understand. And sometimes the hearer too may not understand. So when somebody is uh, speaking in tongues, he does not know what he is saying. And the people around him does not know what he is saying, except by the gift of the interpretation of tongues. Right, so if the gift of the interpretation of tongue is not in action, the speaker and the hearer cannot know what is being said. Now, we need to know that this gift of tongues is not learned, you don't learn it. I sometimes ago came across a 
a group of people where they gather people together and start teaching them how to speak in tongues. They will be saying things like blah 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 blah. blah. They will be telling people repeat after me. And when they say blah 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 blah, blah you tell the other person to say, and the other person will say blah 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 blah. It is not like that. That is not how to operate in those kind of operation of this gift of tongue is counterfeit because the gift of tongue is not linked and it is it only comes by the inspiration of god all right so it is not learned anywhere it is not taught anywhere if you see anybody that says they want to teach you how to speak in tongue it's a lie it doesn't work that way people who go somewhere to learn how to speak in tongue they, they are speaking fake tongues because they are not speaking by the inspiration of the holy spirit right so now we have to know the importance of tongues what are the importance why must we speak in tongues why do we need this gift the first thing is that when you pray in tongues you are communicating directly with god so the diverse kind of tongue the gift of tongue is a direct communication between a believer and god so angels and any other being does not even know what is being said that's why in the book of first corinthians chapter 4 chapter 14 first corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 the bible says for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto god for no man understandeth him how be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries he is the only one that understands what is it is it is the conversation between him and god so it is only god that understands what he is saying and most of the time without the gift of interpretation of tongues in operation the person speaking does not even know what they are saying all right so that is one thing when you want to pray and you want to you want a communication between yourself and god alone no angelic interference no demonic interference no human interference just pray in tongues god hears what you are saying and if permitted by the gift of interpretation of tongues you can also get to know what you are saying hallelujah so uh, it is expected of believer to speak in tongues it is very very compulsory in the book of Mark, in the book of mark chapter 16 verse 17 he said and this sign shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues so the new tongue that jesus was talking about here is a gift of the diverse kind of tongue so it is expected of every believer to speak in tongue that's the command of our lord jesus christ now let me make this very clear not everybody will speak in tongues but everybody should speak in tongues so not every believer will speak in tongues because you will only walk in the spiritual gift that you accept or that you receive so not every believer will operate this gift but every believer should operate this gift because it is important for our personal relationship with god another thing about the gift of tongues is that it is an activator it activates all the spiritual gifts because it charges your spirit the, the gift of tongues is steers all the flow of the spirit within you when you pray in tongues your spirit is energized your spirit is charged the holy spirit in you bubbles up so it activates 
the spiritual gifts in you. That is why tongues and interpretation of tongues is always equal to the manifestation of other spiritual gifts. So, also, the gift of tongues is a very powerful weapon for spiritual warfare. Because a believer that prays in tongues is like a soldier in a battle that shoots in every direction. When you pray in tongues during spiritual warfare, you are like a soldier that is shooting in all directions. So no demon can stand around you. Hallelujah. So the gift of tongues is not for show off, as many use it today. The gift of tongues is for personal use. It is a devotional gift used in the personal praise and worship of God. Right? So the gift of tongues only edifies the speaker, except there is an interpreter to interpret it. When you speak in tongues, you are only edifying yourself. Others around you don't hear what you are saying, so they are not edifying. To them, you are just like you might not make any, you can't make any sense to them. So you are the only one that is being edified when you pray in tongues, except there is an interpreter to interpret for others. So this interpreter is only needed when a message is passed across in tongues. So most of the time, when you pray in tongues. The, interpret, the interpretation will only be allowed when God wants to speak to church, to the church, through the, that uh, gift of tongues. This is why Paul said in the book of First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 27 and 28, that if you speak in tongues in a gathering and there is no one to interpret, you should keep quiet because the church will not be edified. You are the only one that will be edified. Papa Kenneth again said, we should not be too concerned about our ministry in tongues and interpreting. We should be primarily concerned with maintaining tongues in the public or in the place where they principally belong. So that is, the tongues should be used as devotional gifts to assist us in the worship of God. That is where the gift of tongues belongs. Hallelujah. So the gift of tongue only belongs to the place of devotion between ourselves and God. It is not for us to come and show off publicly so that people can know that, oh, I can speak in tongue. Oh, I am filled with the Holy Ghost. No, that is not it. All right. So, uh, so in this teaching also, now we are going to talk about uh, the public administration of the gift of tongues. So you see that in the book of First Corinthians chapter 14, Paul was not condemning the public use of tongues. So Paul was not speaking against the public use of tongues, but was emphasizing on edification of the body of Christ. So if a minister should mount the pulpit now and start speaking in tongues for minutes, while others just sit down washing, nobody will be edified, except that is an interpreter. So we can all pray in tongues in a Christian gathering. But when an unbeliever comes in and doesn't understand what we are saying, he just gets confused and probably thinks maybe we are mad or even walk out because he's not edified. He doesn't understand what you are saying. He doesn't know what you are talking about. So public use of tongues is not discouraged. Alright? Because when there is an interpreter, public use of tongues is not discouraged. But when there is no interpretation, it becomes needless. 
That's why Paul said, in public use of tongue, it must be by two or mostly by three people. And there must be an interpreter. He said, if there is no interpreter, let everyone keep quiet. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14, verse 27 and 28. He said, if there is no one to interpret the tongue, let everybody keep quiet. Because there is no point praying in tongues in public when there is nobody to interpret. There is no point. And that's one of the mistakes we make in our churches today. People gather together and started and start blowing tongues, blowing tongues, blowing tongues. And we are not identifying ourselves. So we just see it as a show off. God is not a show off. And it's not like that. That's not how God intends it to be used. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So the next gift we are going to be talking about is uh, the gift of interpretation of tongues. So it is the last of the vocal gifts. It is the gift of interpretation of tongues. Interpretation of tongues is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Ghost, which enables a person to be able to know whatever is being said in the tongue. Alright? So it is the supernatural manifestation, a divine enablement for a person operating in that gift to know whatever is being said in tongues. So this gift depends on the gift of tongues to operate. So without the operation of the gift of tongues, the gift of intervention of tongues does not manifest. Right? So we must also know that it is called the gift of interpretation of tongues, not translation or transcription of tongues. So, therefore, a speaker can speak long words in tongues and it might be interpreted in a single word or phrase. So, you don't pick each word to look for its meaning, no. Because when a person is talking in tongues, as an interpreter, you don't listen to the speaker to interpret what the person is saying. You listen to the Holy Spirit in order to get the meaning of what is being said. Alright? So, when a person is speaking a tongue around you, to interpret that tongue, you listen to the Holy Spirit. So, with this gift of interpreting of tongue, you can hear what another person is saying in another language that is different from your own dialect. With the gift of interpreting of tongue, you can be a Nigerian. And another person will be speaking German, and by the Holy Ghost, you will hear what the person is saying. That is interpretation of tongue. So the gift of interpretation of tongue is not only to interpret tongues, it is only or is also to interpret languages. You can use it to interpret languages as the spirit permits. Alright? As the spirit permits, you just know it is a natural knowing. You will just know what the person is saying. Right. So the first time I operate in this gift, it was around, um, around 2010. That was the first time I operate. I operated in this gift, and I was praying with a brother. We were praying together, and the brother began to pray in tongues, and my ear just opened, and I began to hear what the person was talking about, and I began to hear the prayer point the person was making. So, that is uh, the gift of interpreting of tongue in operation, right? So, we have to understand that in order to be able to have a better work with God. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So, 
when you as a person speak the, in the gift of tongues and an interpreter interprets it is called prophecy like i said earlier when a person speak in tongues and somebody interprets it is called prophecy so this gift can operate both in private and in public through the manifestation of this gift you can interpret your own tongues as well as others so when you are praying in tongues you can interpret your own tongues you can interpret tongues of others all you need to do is just to listen to your to your spirit listen to the spirit of god in you listen to what he says and just say it because it's a vocal uh it's a vocal gift you have to speak no way in the name of jesus so the next thing is the revelation gift that's the next gift the revelation gift so this revelation gift is three we have the word of knowledge word of wisdom and discerning of spirit it is called revelation gift because they reveal things they reveal things so we're going to be talking about this uh the gift of word of knowledge is the supernatural ability to know the past and present concerning a thing, event, or person. By this gift, you are able to know what has happened and what is happening to a person. So note that it is called the gift of word of knowledge. It is a word, not the total word. I hope you get that. It is called the word of knowledge, not complete knowledge. Because God is the only complete knowledge. He's the one that knows all things. So it is out of his knowledge about a person that he shares with you and you share with the person. Right? So it is only God who knows all things. The gift of the word of knowledge does not reveal everything about a matter, but only reveal the needed relevant information at the moment of the operation of that gift so the word of knowledge is revealing the past and present uh, uh, events concerning a particular thing what has happened to a person or what we or what is happening to a person that is the gift of word of knowledge and it does not tell you everything you just you just you just know what is needed to know just the relevant information for operation at that particular moment all right this is not a national knowledge it is it is knowing what you don't know supernaturally just knowing supernaturally what you don't naturally know so how does this gift operate it can operate through visions or through dreams it can also operate through inner witness you just you just dream and the whole thing will be laid before you Look at the area of John in the Isle of Patmos. Christ showed him the status of the Asian church. And John was not in all the Asian churches. And Christ came and revealed him through a vision. Look at the area of Daniel in Babylon. Through the dream, he was able to know the dream of the, the king. He was not there when the king was dreaming the dream. And the king refused to tell the kind of dream he had dreamt so daniel prayed and god revealed to him the dream and also gave him the interpretation of the dream that is gives a word of knowledge in operation all right so you can see that in the book of uh, daniel chapter 4 you see the story in daniel chapter 4 
So that is an uh, example of the gift of word of knowledge in operation. So it can come in form of vision. So the vision can be in form of a, a moving picture or a still picture. It can be in form of a moving picture, a motion picture, or a picture that is just normal picture. And that will be the word of uh, knowledge to you for somebody. It can also manifest through inner witness. You just know. Through this inner witness, you just know that you, you, you can't you can't explain how you know, but you just know that you know this thing. Alright? So that is the uh that is it about the word of knowledge. So now let's move to the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom, the gift of the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom is the supernatural revelation of the plan and purpose of God for the future. So it is not the gift of wisdom, but the word of wisdom. It is a word. It is not the total thing. So the, as the gift of word of knowledge talks about the past and present, the word of wisdom talks about the future events. It is the word of wisdom, not total wisdom. But the word of wisdom is always speaking about the future. Because the gift of word of knowledge and word of wisdom often operate together. Right? So when when for instance, when Paul was taught by Christ on his way to Damascus, he became blind and was led to the house of a man called Judas. So the Lord went to another believer called Ananias. And to him, he told Ananias to go and pray for Saul. He told Ananias the name of the street where Saul is staying. And he also told him that the name of the man in whose house Saul was staying. And when Ananias said, Oh, I can't go and pray for this man because this man is a very dangerous man he's a very wicked man he kills christian and then the lord jesus said just go don't worry go and pray because he's a chosen vessel so when christ told ananias about the place where paul was that is the gift of word of knowledge in operation and when christ now said that don't worry he is a chosen vessel to preach the gospel to the gentiles that is what of wisdom so the word of knowledge talks about what has happened or what is happening whereas the word of wisdom talks about the future so uh, receiving the word of wisdom is almost the same as the way we receive word of knowledge because you can either receive it audibly it can come audibly it can come through visions or dreams or it can come through inner witness so also, we have to know that the word of wisdom can be conditional. God can say, this is what is going to happen. But if you don't do this, if you don't do this, it will not happen. For instance, if I give you a word of wisdom that God is going to give you a good home, it is a conditional word of word of wisdom. And the reason is because if you don't get married, there is no way you can have a good, there is no way you can have a home. Not to talk of good home. So, if you look at the story of Ezekiah, Isaiah came to Ezekiah and told him that he was going to die. 
But Ezekiah turned to the wall and prayed. And after the prayer, the prophecy changed. And Isaiah had to go back and tell the king that, Come, the king, the God of Israel, have said I should tell you that you are no longer going to die. So that is for us to know that the word of wisdom can be conditional. It can be conditional. So when God declares his mind, it does not mean that because God has declared his mind, you just sit and expect it to happen. If I give you a word of prophecy now, all you need to do is you go into the scripture and study what the Bible says about that particular thing. Do it and you have your results. That is how it happens. That is how it works. There are prophecies that doesn't need action. Whereas there are prophecies that need action. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. So the last one in this category, Revelation, is the discerning of spirit. So this is a supernatural insight into the spirit world. It helps you to discern spirits. So through this gift, you are able to see things in the spirit world. For instance, for me now, I've been able to see Jesus, see angels, demons, dead people on several occasions through this gift. So when you begin to see spiritual things, whether through dream or through vision or physically, it is the operation or the design of spirit that is at, that is at work. So by the gift of design of spirit, I have been able to differentiate between right and wrong spirits. I operate through a person at particular in particular places. So that is how it works. You'll be able to know the right and the wrong spirit. If you look at the life of Jesus in the book of Mark, chapter 8, verse 27 to 33, Jesus had his disciples, who do men say that I am? Or they all contribute. And Peter said, Well, you are Christ, the Son of God. And then the Bible made us to understand that Peter. Peter said to Jesus, You will not surely die. And Jesus turned and rebuked him. And said, Satan, I rebuke you. You know, Jesus was able to discern that the person speaking through Satan was not the Spirit of God. That the person speaking through Peter was Satan, not the Spirit of God. Because Satan will never advocate for anything that is of God. So Jesus was able to know. Another example from the Bible is Paul. Paul rebuked the familiar spirit in a lady. In the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 8, you see the story of a lady that was following Paul from one place to another every time, proclaiming, this is a man of God, listen to them. But actually, he was bringing by the spirit, by a familiar spirit. And Paul turned back and rebuked the spirit. So Paul was able to know that the spirit speaking in the young lady was not the spirit of God, but a familiar spirit. So that, those are the operation of the, these are some of the operation of the gifts of the sign of spirit in the Bible. So with this gift, you can discern Christ, you can discern the Holy Spirit, you can discern angels, you can discern Satan, you can discern demons, and even woman spirit. You can discern the motives of men by this gift. Because the gift of the sign of spirit is not mind reading. We have to know that. The gift of designing of spirit is not minded. You don't go about reading people people's mind. But mind reading is a critical attitude which God does not like. 
you don't have to get critical about people what is this one thinking about what is this one uh, reasoning what is the what what is the motive of the, no 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 that's not how to use the gift of the sign of spirit if you can if you use the gift like that you are going to fall into error and you will fall into the hand of the devil and devil will be whenever you the holy spirit step out of a thing devil always look for how to occupy that thing so it is not mind reading you don't go about reading people's mind trying to know what people are thinking about you or what people are thinking about others or or things like that that's not how to use spiritual uh, spiritual gifts so the spiritual gift operates by the holy ghost as we give him expression this gift is not designing of people's character and thought it is not discerning people it is discerning spirits it is not called a gift of discerning of people but the gift of discerning of spirits so you use it to just oppose between the spirit of god and the spirit of the devil that is the primary purpose of the gift right so that is that about that so now we have to go into the last part of the teaching uh that is power gifts going to power gifts uh, the first one we are going to be talking about is the gift of faith it is the greatest of all the power gifts because the other gift rests on it without the gift of faith you can't operate in all the gifts of the spirit because the gift of faith is not a natural gift it is a supernatural gift the gift of faith is what brings unwavering conviction to a believer that something is going to happen or that something is not going to happen by the Holy Spirit. So it is a gift that God honors to bring things to pass in a person's life. When you see a person declaring things by faith and they come to pass, it is a faith that God honors. It is through this gift that we receive miracles. So there are different kind of faiths mentioned in the Bible. We have the general faith, we have the saving faith, we have the fruit of faith, we also have the gift of faith. So the general faith is the normal faith of a believer. It is a normal faith, as in Christianity is a faith. Alright? This 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 one is uh this one is common to one to one religion. This one is just connected to one's religion. Christianity is a faith. Every other religion is a faith. So that is general faith. We have the general faith. So the general faith is a faith of, let me say, the faith of religion. So the second one is saving faith. This is a faith through which we receive salvation. We can see that in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Alright? So the saving faith is the faith through which we are saved. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it says, But for by faith are ye saved through grace. So we are saved by faith through grace in our Lord Jesus Christ. So that is the saving faith. The third one is the fruit of faith. Some Bible translation renders it as faithfulness. So when you look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, you will see it there. So it is the fruit of the Spirit. It is what makes a believer live a life that is trustworthy. Are you getting it? So these are the this is the gift, this is the fruit of faith that flows out of a believer as a result of the presence of the Holy Spirit in that believer. So, it is the fruit of it. 
also we have the gift of faith so the gift of faith is the one we use in operating spiritual gift and this is the one i'm talking about in this series if you look at first corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 that's where this gift was mentioned it is the gift we use to operate all spiritual gifts and this is one we are going to be focusing here so function of this gift of faith number one is for supernatural blessings we use this gift of faith to say a thing and it come to pass if you look at it from the old testament the people of the old testament they call their children together when they want to die and they pray for them and whatever they say always come to pass that is faith in action so it is the it is the gift through which you declare a thing and they come to pass so you can also give use the gift of faith to stand your ground and protection can come if you look at the story of Shedra, Meshach and Abednego the king said he was going to kill them and they told the king that we believe that our God will protect us from all evil and they were protected so the gift of faith operates for personal protection you can also use the gift of faith for performing miracles raising the dead, casting out the evil spirits doing miracles, working healing you use the gift of faith to do those and this gift of faith only comes by the Holy Spirit. And the more you study the Word of God, the stronger the faith becomes. When, when this gift of faith begins to manifest in your life, when you study the Word of God, you look at the feats of God in the Bible. How God performed mighty, mighty things through men in the Bible. He steered the faith. He made this faith go stronger. And you will be able to stand well against every form of oppression that is how to build your faith the next uh, thing under the power gives is the working of miracles so we define I want to define miracle as the intervention of the supernatural in the course of the natural it is interfering in a normal order through the spirit of God when you interfere in a normal order when you do something that is unnatural through the spirit of God that is the gift of working of miracle it is it is this gift that makes the unusual happen it makes the unusual happen so we have a lot of examples from the bible about this working of miracles examples from the bible Elijah brought down fire that was a miracle Moses parted the sea that was a miracle Jesus walked on the waters Jesus rebuked the wind Philip disappeared Jesus turned water to wine all those are miracles they are actions against the natural law in a supernatural way all right so it is through faith that we make these things happen so it is when this, when you begin to see these things happening it is a gift or working of miracles that are in action all right so the lord will help us in the name of jesus and uh, the operation of this gift through this gift we make unnatural things happen jesus can storm to the gift and this gift of working of miracles only happens when through the vessels that God has permitted it to happen when you give yourself continually to God God will open you up to this potter and the miraculous becomes a normal thing in your life the miraculous becomes we have seen a lot of miracles in our ministry we have seen a lot of miracles in our ministry and all those ones are 
by this working of miracle all right so those things happen by the gift of working of miracles the lord will help us in the name of jesus so the last part of this teaching is the gift of healing so the gift of healing is a supernatural healing of diseases without the use of natural means you just speak a word and you just discover that healing happened so this gift have nothing to do with medical science it is not learned anywhere it is not medical science it has a relationship with medical science all right so we, we are not ruling out the medical uh science we are not ruling out the medical science medical science the usage of nature to produce healing in human body but it is not supernatural gift of healing doctors are not the spiritual gift of healing like some people have said that the spiritual gift of healing are the doctors and no 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 the spiritual gift of healing this gift of healing is spiritual like i said the gift of healing is not a natural means of performing healing uh, well, uh, we are not ruling out the medical science medical science like i said is the usage of nature to produce healing in the body of a man so but it is not the supernatural gift of healing that is it the the the, the natural means of healing is not supernatural it is not spiritual right so the gift of healing is supernatural hand of god at work to perform healing through an anointed vessel this gift works by faith on the part of the minister and the person that is sick so when you minister to somebody you believe that god have made the power available through christ and the person believes that god is ready to heal him through the flow of the power of god and he received the healing that is why if you are praying for somebody who does not have faith you are just praying in vain the prayer will not work it will just seem as if you are not seeing anything all right so when you want to minister healing to people talk to them let them know that the power have already been made available in christ they are just to to, to receive the healing so it's as simple as that and when you pray for somebody and healing is not flowing you don't have to get bad you don't have to get sad it is not a bad thing it is not the problem is not with you all right so the problem is not with you you have minister as christ have commanded it is left for christ to do the healing so if the person is not healed the problem is not with you there are a lot of things that are attached to healing sometimes for people to get healed is more than just believing but for the purpose of this teaching i just want to talk about this uh, gift of healing alone some other time we're going to be looking into that so this gift of healing works by faith on part of the minister and the person that is being ministered to therefore ministering 
healing to a person is all by faith nothing more no special gymnastic no special shouting and turning just speak the word believe that the word has been spoken believe that power has been released and the person should receive it then they see healing manifest in their body in any part of their body wherever they need healing so you can receive healing by yourself you can receive healing for yourself or by somebody laying hands on you all you need to do is charge up yourself in prayer and God study when you charge up your spirit through praying in tongues you charge up your spirit through the word of God then you will begin to see power flowing through you naturally no stress no problem no special gymnastic just believe and speak that is all so in conclusion all these spiritual gifts can be operated by any believer it is not restricted to some set of people it is not resistant to some people alone it is not resistant to uh to the people in the ministry gifts no it is open to all believer it is given to the body of christ for the work of the ministry you have to understand that you can also operate in it it is not only prophets that can heal not only evangelists apostles and pastors that can heal you can also perform healing you can also manifest these gifts just at the holy spirit and receive it by faith all right so just as the holy spirit has given the gift out all you need to do is to manifest the gift operate it receive it by faith and let it flow through you give yourself as an instrument of healing in the hand of the holy ghost i pray the lord almighty will help us in the name of jesus so in view of this i don't know wherever you are listening to this teaching whatever sickness you have in your body i want to pray for you right now just believe that as i that as i pray the flow of the spirit is released and the power is made available you just receive and you will see instant healing in your body lay your eyes out upon that place where you have the, the the sickness or where you have the pain in your body father in the name of jesus i speak for this children of yours by the power of the holy ghost and by this gift of healing the power to heal that are released at the cross on calvary i pray in the name of jesus that this power search through their body right now and heal them completely in the name of jesus i decree and i declare by the power of the holy ghost that you are healed completely in the name of jesus thank you father because you have answered in jesus mighty name you have prayed god bless you thank you I pray for you in the name of Jesus from today may you begin to walk in the supernatural may you begin to manifest this gift of the spirit in the name of Jesus every power that is standing against you resisting you from operating this supernatural gift I command those power to fall down before you and die in the name of Jesus thank you father it is well with you thank you and god bless you amen